You're listening to the Rebel Scum Podcast. You are always scum. Rebel Scum. From odds making to list rankings, we've got you covered. And don't forget to join us on Patreon for early access and exclusive content. Here are your hosts, Brock and James. Hey, Brock. Hey, James. My name's Cobb Vanth. <laughs> we gotta go kill that crate dragon. James, what, <laughs> James, what does it feel like to have new Star Wars content in your life? <laughs> oh my god, isn't it fantastic? Uh, I was so excited. I, I woke up Friday bright and early. And I did not watch it immediately because I knew Aaron wanted to watch it. And I sat there and I had people texting me like, have you seen it yet? And I said, no. They're like, well, I'm about to watch it now. And I had to wait and wait. And then uh, Rob Darth Ward texted me. He said, effing awesome. And I was like, I haven't seen it. Shut up. And I I couldn't go on the social media. When did So I ended up watching it around 10 or 11 a.m., which is still kind of early when you think. Like it was still early, yeah. but when when did I know you worked on Friday? I was off on Friday, but you worked. When did you uh, sit down and watch The Mandalorian? Uh, I woke up and I watched it immediately at like quarter to six in the morning. <laughs> That's how it should be. That's right. I woke up in the morning. The first thing I did is I watched it because I I get up early anyways. Yeah, I need like a couple hours to get myself going to go to work. I think I worked at like eight o'clock that day, so it's like wake up at six. Watch it, get dressed, go to work. I don't find anything wrong with that. Um, it was La- fun. Sorry, last year when I when I had to go into work, I woke up at I think it was five thirty in the morning to watch the the premiere episode. Right. So I totally get that. It was great. I, it's, you don't need Folgers in your cup anymore. You just need uh, Mandalorian in your face. You need Vanthers in your cup. Cobb Vanth. And I'm still laying in my bed watching this. I'm just watching it on my phone like this. <laughs> How many times have you seen it now? Because I know when we spoke after, you said, I want to watch it again. How many times have you seen it now? Just, uh, I watched it again last night. Yeah. Um, just because like, oh, I should get ready for the podcast for this. Um, still, I, I thought it was great. Um, it's... It's so perfect for TV. You know what I mean? Like, or I, I guess you can call Disney Plus TV. It's, uh, it looks like a movie and it could fit. Like, all those characters could be dropped in the movie, but like, it's, it, it's just like, it floors me to think that, like, oh man, we have Star Wars on TV now. <laughs> yes, it's so true. I, I, okay, I, I'll get right, right to it. I loved, uh, this episode, but two things stuck out to me, nah, not negatively, but two things stuck out to me that weren't like over the top. One, it was it was twice as long as the episodes last year, which whatever is fine. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, but the no, but that's whatever. But the the other thing, really though, the one the only negative thing that I will really say about this episode was it was basically episode four from season one. It was Mando has to recruit a bunch of locals who don't really know what they're doing to fight off a big, huge thing. And, but mm-hmm. in an hour-long time frame. And last week, and I have to say this, though, because last week when we were talking, I said that was probably the weakest episode of season one. And then I come on here and I'm going to say that this was the greatest thing I've ever seen when it's basically just that. I, and the, But the reason why I believe this one is better than that one 
is this one the length pro uh, helped it out because it felt a lot more fleshed out uh yeah. in regards to everything two it was um the the boba fett armor we'll get to obviously but oh we should mention we're doing spoilers but the Boba Fett armor, not because it's Boba Fett or, or anything like that, but because it was other Mandalorian armor. You don't have to know whose armor that was specifically yeah. to understand that for some reason, this local guy is wearing the armor of a Mandalorian, which season one taught us so much about. And I think, you know, and then the whole thing was obviously about getting that back. And I think that kind of added more depth to this episode than chapter four of season one, which... Again, I really do like that episode. I just watched it. Uh, when did I watch it? Probably I tell you. Yesterday, I watched the entire season in the background, <laughs> all all nine episodes. But and that and that one I do enjoy. It just I think as a the whole. If you look at each one individually, for me that one is the weakest. Um, but but I don't know how you felt. But this one seemed like a a a longer version of that episode in a lot of ways. Yeah, I think you're right. Um... I think the problem with the show is that you get episodes where there's like this huge reveal or some amazing thing. So it's like, if it doesn't deliver that kind of vibe, then you're like, Ooh, that was weak. Right. Uh -huh. Like your first episode is like, Oh, this is very cool. Oh, wow. The Mandalorian, this is all really neat. And like, wow, this looks so good. And then you get to the point where it's like, by the way, here's yes. a baby. Right. <laughs> so it's like, Unless you deliver that every episode, there's going to be points where you're like, that was kind of weak. So, like, yeah, episode four, the last one, even though it's probably the most memeable, meme, memeable yes. episodes of The Mandalorian, the freaking baby and I, Yoda with a, with a bowl yeah, of soup. Yeah, but. soup yeah. And the ATST for me is was so much fun to watch. Yeah. I said Absolutely. to you, I said to you yesterday, like, this is like the best EU we've ever gotten. And, and I, and I think about that because we go back to the egg episode is a personal favorite of mine. But why is it a personal favorite? And it's and it's not mm. because it's to scale of of one of the films or even to you know episode three or six, seven or eight of the series or nine for that matter now. But like it's because it it's because of that EU element and there's there are pieces of it that remind me of, of the super star Wars video games. There's elements of it that remind me of Indiana Jones. And there's little pieces of that. That is just, it's not, it's over the top, but it's not over the top spectacle necessarily. It's just the action went up, but it's, it's just, it's just a fun ride about this character in a mask doing stuff. And, uh, and, and, and that's, and I think that's the, the charm of it is just, it's, it's weird as it sounds. It's kind of down to earth, nitty gritty. Like this is just the, we're just gonna follow this guy do this thing. Yeah. And it's so much fun to watch because, and for Star Wars fans now especially, the little Easter eggs that we get with each episode, you know, because and, and you know we're talking like how are they gonna fit Ahsoka in? How are they gonna fit Bo Katan? How are they gonna fit all this? Boba Fett, I thought the way his armor was approached was pitch perfect because i heard people complain they went back to tattooing but but that yeah but that's where you have to go because if his armor does come out of that sarlacc pit which now it has the only place it's going to be in this period of time is yeah. tattooing so it, you yeah. have to go back there 
No, I fully agree. I, I honestly, after that episode especially, I honestly think the writer's room on this show is like, okay, what what's your childhood memory yeah. of Star Wars? Because, and, and your example of uh, calling this EU, which it is, but like comparing it to the EU prior to like Disney purchase and, you know, even before the prequels were made, a lot of what drew people to that was building on what existed already and a lot like a, a really interesting part would be like this is what tuscan raiders are actually like this is what uh mon Cala are actually like you got more of that and you're like oh that's so interesting right so like this episode it, this episode reminds me of the second episode of last season where we get to see the jawas yeah. right we get to explore jawas close up and interact with them and hear what they're saying we didn't really hear what the Tuscan Raiders were saying, but like, like somebody in that writing was like, "Yeah, so like, we're just gonna make it that Mando can just speak Tuscan Raider, whatever they're speaking." <laughs> like, it's that part is so good. Like, I um, I love the camera just panning across, and they're at a campfire just talking yeah. to sign. It was, uh, it was, yeah, I thought it yeah. was perfect in that respect. It's what you're saying is true. It's it's it's. Mm-hmm whoever's in that room and we always give Favreau and Filoni credit, but you've got to believe it goes beyond them. Yeah. In terms I, I, I don't know if we have like, do they have an episode about the writers on like the documentary? No, because it's all It's written like th- this episode's written by fat. Like the episodes are written. I believe Favreau, Filoni, Favreau, Filoni. Yeah. Um, uh, Fukumawa, like things like that, like like it's just, but but you have to, I I have to believe that Favreau writes it and he doesn't write down, uh, like he he'll be like, hey, how do we get Boba Fett in here? Like I just, sorry, I don't believe that that John Favreau woke up one day and goes, I really am think I'm just gonna put Cobb Vanth in this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like like at some point he had to say, how do we? You know, there was a discussion. How do we get Boba Fett in here? right like how do we do it and and uh, we'll talk about that in a second but how do you get Boba Fett in here so then he probably says that to Filoni and Filoni goes well yeah and Filoni knows a lot but I, I you have to believe that they went to that story group at some point and said how exactly do we make this this work because you need it right like like you need Cobb like we talked about it last week that was the perfect introduction for Cobb Vanth, who is a character who you haven't read the book that he's introduced him. Yeah. Aaron hasn't read it. I know a lot, and my parents have it, and none of you had an issue with this character being in it. And from what I can tell, no one who has read the book had an issue with the character being in it. And and I, you just you have to believe that this goes beyond Favreau and Filoni into the writer's room and yeah. those people just, are finally like being told to do their job and when they do it we see that we see how well it can be done yeah like I'm just looking at the credits now because I was like I kept telling myself like, I gotta figure I, I gotta check who directed and written and you're right it's uh Favreau yeah. for both on this one uh yeah he directed that was his first episode directing it too and I actually mm-hmm. I, I noticed um man I thought the cinematography in this episode was spectacular, and I, I, I just, I noticed the directing right away too. I was just, I thought some of the shots were fantastic. It was, it was a little bit more cinematic than what we've been getting. Not that we haven't. Been, I don't want to sound like oh, it's more cinematic, but like 
it was just there was elements to it that felt more mature i should say and i I really really dug the look the look of this episode oh absolutely it's amazing i'm still going through this credits and they haven't gotten like they've done the writing thing but it hasn't been like a a whole bunch of writers in a row, you know, right? Because they they have a writer's room, right? Yeah. Oh, God. Whatever. I'll figure it out later. The war uh, room. <laughs> um. But yeah, like you can't like you can't watch this episode and be like, oh no, they don't know what they're doing. It's like there's so many beautiful things about it, and it's like it. I think speak non-star wars fans and star wars fans which like why would a non-star wars fan watch this show but like even if you don't understand star wars you can understand what a western is and i think like my, my roommate joe that his dad didn't like mandalorian at first and then they said watch it again as if it's a western and this episode is like perfect yeah, yeah. <laughs> perfect example of that and yeah, maybe you don't want to go to Tatooine this much, but like Tatooine is a perfect setting for that Western look. But Navarro is the same, right? Like, oh yeah, for, I, I have no. I, people take issue like there's too many samplers, there's too many. Yeah. Too, but I told you, I, I did the rewatch of the Droids cartoon last year, the year before, whenever it was. And they're all sand planets. I think we have to come to grips with the Star yeah. Wars universe as mostly sand planets. Tatooine is such an important part of Star Wars that we can't. The people say that it shrinks the universe, but I, I, I and look, I agree that we need. I would love to see Naboo again and Camino. We're obviously going to go to like Mon Cal or something soon. Mm-hmm. More planets are coming, but yeah. when you just keep creating plants because you can create planets, all of a sudden it starts yeah. to get too big. And I think that's one of the things we have always said about the new movies, where it's like, well, what about the existing aliens that we saw? And now this story is returning, like you were seeing corns yeah. or corns. Uh, wait. What was the bartender? Is he a corn? No, he's a weak, weaky. Weak way. Sorry, corn is what we're probably gonna see on this water planet. Yeah, yeah, the water planet. Um. So we're and like and that goes back to what I was saying. It's like we're bringing back these uh, Tuscan Raiders, and we're learning a little bit more about them. Now, now they're just now they're not mindless people. They're just. They are indigenous people living out in the wilds and they make their life this way. And now they're clashing with this uh-huh. industrialized little village, right? And now, hopefully, I like to think that, like, this episode, amongst other episodes, like episode four of last season, will build up to something at the very end of the show. Maybe I'm totally wrong, but like the, 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 um, what would you call it? The, the legend of the Mandalorian grows and grows and grows because he's going to, from place to place affecting these places or to get what he needs he's like he comes in he he saves the day and he leaves right so like i feel like that's intentional like that will be for something you you Even might be right happens. i believe they know how this series is going to end right now oh yeah i believe they, they have that planned out um but just when people we want to see new planets and new aliens yes yeah but they have to coexist with what we know because you you look behind you right now you've got um uh, you got greedo there to your to your left i can't see your right that no your other left yeah i can't see the other side. but you've got jawas greedo c3p things like that like ewoks 
you have those on your wall. We have all had those on our walls. Those are Star Wars. They are embedded yeah. in us in Star Wars. And you can't forget that when you tell these stories. You can add, but you can add to them. And no one's ever yeah. saying don't do that. But you have to acknowledge the past and respect the past and, and grow from it and use that as, as your base for that. And I think this show is, this show can get away with it more than other things, though, I think because of, of, um, the Disney Plus and how it's more EU than yeah. than Star Wars, I suppose. But it really gets me excited for the Taika Waititi film, if that is the next film, because he mm. worked with this crew. He mm. worked with Favreau Filoni. And, and you have, like, you just, there's an episode where, is it Bryce Dallas Howard? Is like, Filoni knows everything. Oh, no, it's Gina Carano's like, Filoni knows everything. She's just, you know, yeah. uh, you know that Taika Waititi had conversations with Filoni about certain things like you mm. like and he so I I think there's an a, there's a a new understanding in Star Wars land where everybody said there needs to be a Feige but maybe there isn't going to ever be that type of person in charge of the Star Wars section at Lucasfilm maybe it'll just be what it is but there's an understanding now where you know this guy and maybe this group of people in that story group, maybe they should be used more to the advantage, to your advantage while you're making the movie because Star Wars isn't, um, it isn't a Western. Like you're just saying, man, like, which yeah. I know I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying, but it's yeah. not a Clint Eastwood Western. Oh, exactly. But you can take what is Star Wars and place it in that if you know what elements you have and how to use them correctly. And that's what this series is doing. And that's what excites me about the future of star Wars is that somebody could come in and be like, what do you want to do? Here's, here's your ingredients. Yeah, no, it's true. Like it's star Wars is like, you know, it's called the space opera, but like when you boil down the characters, it's like, here's the evil wizard, Darth Vader and the princess Leia. And then here's your, your gunslinger Han Solo who calls himself a pirate. So it's just like, Bang, 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 bang. You're just going after whatever it is. Um, yeah. um, oh God, what was I going to say? You said so many things. <laughs> I said a lot. I'm very um, excited about this show. Yeah, and like, keep in mind, this is just the first episode coming back. So it's like, they've had this successful first season where like, they played it safe throughout and they made some, some chance, they took some chances and it like hit like hard. Mm-hmm. So now, they... They are in the mood, the mode of like, now let's let's dance, right? So yeah. I feel like this first episode is just setting that up as a reminder of like, hey, we got you covered. Here's your Gamorreans wrestling. So good. <laughs> here's, um, here's 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 your Tuscan Raiders. Here's your Banthas. Here's a crate dragon. Hey, baby, you want to see a crate dragon in real life? Like, boom, there it is um you, you know what right. the goodwill all stems from and i and i genuinely mean this and you can disagree if you want but i think the goodwill and why we have so much faith is because of and this isn't a cop out is because of baby yoda mm. because that asset the child all yeah. could have been handled much differently mm-hmm. but the way they they were so particular and meticulous in how they used the child they kept him innocent and sweet and cute but also like he kills things but they kept him that way and they and they and they acknowledge in this episode when uh, i can't remember the actress's name now but she's like 
Can I keep him? How much? Just kidding, but not really. That's dark. all of us, obviously. Yeah. But they 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 kept him like that. But they they did the one thing that I thought was super crucial. They kept him a mystery. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like arguably the most like interesting character from that series barely did anything in that episode <laughs> yeah they, they literally cut him like three times just to remind you he was there and you're like oh my gosh i want a plushie <laughs> but remind me we saw like they i think they finally revealed that like there is a funko pop coming of the mandalorian on that bantha yeah. does he ride the bantha in that episode i can't even remember yeah yes. and baby yoda was on and i think baby yoda was on the satchel with him as well yeah, because on that one, he's just in a little bag on the Funko yeah, That was the greatest thing I've ever seen. I Actually, I have to talk to you about the Banthas, because last week we talked about them, um, and we said, well, how are they, they going to make them look different? What are they going to do? And as part of the charm is how they looked in the originals. What were your yeah. thoughts on the Banthas? I loved it. Uh, I think the thing that we got, the extra new thing that we got was we got to see their faces like super close up, right? Because you can and actually... Die. Yeah. And looked like a puppet, and I. <laughs> it looked like it was still like a practical puppet, but like yeah. there was a lot of shots of just like the eye, like really close up. <laughs> yeah, that's sweet. Um, there's nothing better like than seeing the scene. Like I realized this on the second watch. It's like Cobb Vanth and, and the Mandalorian are about to have like a gun slinging match, and they're gonna shoot each other, and then. <laughs> Has a crate dragon comes along completely. It's it's like, oh, oh, there's going to be trouble. And then they the, the writers like, nah, screw that. And they literally sent in a crate dragon to yeah. bring the plot to an exact halt. <laughs> the whole I love it. And he zooms in, advances, watches it happens, comes right in, doesn't topple over a building or anything like that. Just comes up, eats the bantha, and is out of there. I'm yeah. like, like that is just. Uh, um but uh oh god what was i gonna say you keep asking me a new question i keep did you like the way they look that's really all i asked yeah no i know i was gonna say something else but like yeah no i thought it was great uh i was wondering if there'd be a little bit of cg action and i'm sure there might have been a little bit to make them look a little bit more real but like that is the thing about the show you really like the crate dragon is obviously obviously all cg like how else oh yeah would you do that but like (laughs) i had a moment let, before you finish that, did you ever think it's like this is like the creature from Tremors? <laughs> yes. Oh, the whole time. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there Anyways. was a moment when there, you see the the sea, and I was like, "Oh wow, I wonder where that footage is from." And then I was like, "Oh wait, it's on a TV set." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Uh, I was like, "Oh my god, it's a TV set." <laughs> That's the other thing too. It's like I completely forget that most of that is fake. <laughs> I know. It's like. I like I didn't I did not think of this while I watched it, but thinking back, like I wonder what part of the bar was real. I wonder what part. Oh, but if you yeah. the, the Death Star, and I don't know who uh, discovered this because I've seen several people uh, tweet this out and put it on Facebook. But when the dust the second Death Star explodes, there is a crawl in Arabush around it, and it is the crawl from the Return of the Jedi. Oh, really? Yeah, in Arabush, it's uh, people have, have deciphered it, and that's what it is, which is. That's amazing. Beautiful. Uh, right there. I got to mention one thing. Probably my favorite part of the episode. Two parts are my favorite. Because you know I love the prequels to death. And I love yeah. I love the Phantom Menace 
to death. The Pitroids coming back. I was I was yeah. like cheering. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. And Aaron's like, shut up. And I said, yeah. no, it's Pitroids. Hit him in the nose. And mm-hmm. then that, by the way, I don't know if anyone remembers. I think there was like a Doritos commercial from when the Phantom Mask came out. And that clip was used nonstop. But the other part was when we got Mando on the speeder bike, which who doesn't love a good speeder bike? <laughs> I would have said me until I saw Cobb Vance Podrace engine speeder bike. Yeah, where I yeah. blew a gasket. I was like, this is, I was like, this show is like, it's I, perfect. I haven't looked this up, but like, has anyone figured out, like, is that, like, could that hypothetically be part of like, Sebulba's racer or something? Sebulba's was a little more crazy. People have speculated that it's yeah. Anakin's. The coloring was off, but I mean, it could have been painted in 30 years or whatever. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I, 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 for me personally, I just was happy that it was clearly a pod racing engine. Um, and that made my day. If a yeah. figure comes out, a black series, <laughs> elite series, any yeah. Funko Pop where they're on that speeder that is a pod race engine, I am pre ordering it the minute I can. Because um, I made my day. It's so genius because you know, they're like, they mention Amon Espa, where, where, yeah. is, is that where the, Phantom Menace, the Pod Racer station, like, yeah. uh, the, What's it Wado called? And all that, yeah. No, no, like, like what would you call that? The racetrack, I guess. Uh-huh. Like it's uh, the Bunta Eve, like Bunta classic. Eve or classic, yeah. Um, it works so perfect because Jawas are everywhere. So yeah, if a pod racer explodes at some point and nobody cleans it up, they're inevitably gonna come, inevitably come and pick it up and just sell it to whoever. Like it doesn't even mean they sold it to Cobb Vant. They just sold it to someone that made it into an actual speeder. I'm like, that's genius. And again, I guarantee you that was not Favreau necessarily. That was somebody, probably not even Filoni, probably yeah. passed him saying, you know what would be cool? And they're like, yeah. because he got, like you just said, he got his armor from the Jawas. Why wouldn't he get this from Jawas? Or why wouldn't he have yeah. killed somebody who got, and they're like, and then, and then the thing that you have to give credit to Favreau and Filoni for is they said, Yes, that's where yeah. you give them credit that they say yeah. yes, yeah. and then when we watch it, we go. <gasps> it might not even be in the script. It might be oh, yeah. just they are on speeders, and then the designer was like, "Hey, what if I gave you this?" And it's like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, like Doug Chang is like, "Remember, I drew this in 1996. Yeah, Check it out." And they're like, "Well, we Doug yeah, Chang's yeah, room. Yeah, We're yeah, gonna yeah. go with it." I love it, but I love that look that Cobb Vanth gives Amanda when he pulls up in it too. Like, so much face. Like, I got you. Okay. <laughs> oh god, what a great episode! Like, it's uh, it's so funny looking at Cobb Vanth with the the Boba Fett armor because it looks so small on him. That's what Andrew said. Yeah. When you look at like Boba Fett in general, it's like, yeah, it's about that size, but because he's wearing, and maybe it's just because he's wearing a different color scheme underneath and it's old looking and what it's not as sleek as it is on the Boba Fett character. Like, but I think that's like, you want that because you're like, this is not who you think it is. As like, someone mentioned, it looked too big and too small at the same time. <laughs> but it still it held perfect. up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but I, you know what? I, I, I said this to you on through text, and like you're right, and I'm I. But I also think they never announced really yeah. who all that was and who tomorrow Morrison's going to play. But it still got out there, and it's like. I I am I'm someone that's skeptical skeptical uh, skept, 
skept- uh, skeptical about like Star Wars. Star Wars is pretty good at keeping secrets. You know, like you well, can they, say whatever yeah. you want, but like I know places like making Star Wars or whatever. Like it's just like I'm pretty sure they allowed it because, like, I think if you criticize this episode, is like because, like I was saying before, you're not you don't have that moment of like oh. So people like us who've been waiting for information constantly, I wasn't surprised that Alphant <laughs> was going to walk in as Boba Fett. And I was not surprised when Tamora Morrison just appears on the on the horizon. It's great, and I'm very, very excited. Don't get me wrong, but it would have been nice to not know a thing. Because imagine if we didn't know they were cast at all. Like, all okay, right. whatever. But if Tamora Morrison had been, like, the tight secret... Like that episode, be like, oh! <laughs> yeah, I know, I agree. I, someone dropped the ball there, and it might have just been that uh, something was scooped when it shouldn't have been scooped. Um, but that's that's part of the the world we live in, right? Yeah. Or, or this is all part of their plan, right? And these characters are just are not the big reveals. For oh, I don't season. think. I mean, you've got to yeah. think the Cobb Van. Boba Fett is not a big reveal because the episode starts like, well, it's on Tatooine. And you're like, there's only one armor that's going to be on Tatooine, right? Yeah. yeah. So when you go there and you're like, okay, but, 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 but the the surprise is more that we know that Boba Fett's dead. Yeah. Um, And so we realize, oh, someone's got his armor. He's not dead. But if his armor is there, where is he? Right. Yeah. So there's that, and then of course he's at the end. Do you think that? Do you think that that was Boba Fett at the end of the uh, Fennec Shand episode of the Mando, which was episode five? I want to say maybe, maybe like it's it would be a good way to bring that up again because like that's the thing. Like I want to know who that was, but how do you put it back into an episode that you're not like, what's going on? You know what I mean? And they're pretty good at doing that, so. An easy solution if you're going to bring it up again is somehow have Tamara Morrison's Boba Fett character work into it. I don't know. Like, it's, uh, we're still assuming he's Boba Fett. It can, he could be anything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when he was first cast, there was the, the only thing with Boba Fett that makes sense is he's the only uh, clone that doesn't have the aging, right? Yeah. So he, he kind of matches what he would be. Um, and I'm yeah. going to call him Boba Fett because I don't care. I, I would, yeah. I mean, that's what IMDb says, I guess. <laughs> well, his agent uh, accidentally or put on his uh, CV online that he was Boba Fett in September, I want to say. And sure, they quickly yeah. removed it. Yeah, so that happened. So I think he is Boba Fett. But it, and I think he's Boba Fett because the episode alludes to him being Boba Fett. What, yeah. Like, no other clone knows that that's around, really, right? So, so he's... I'm, I'm, yeah, but Reham hasn't watched this yet, so I am really—I haven't told her anything. So I'm waiting to hear her response, and she'll she'll figure that out because it's like. But is it, it okay? Here's another question: If she doesn't, does it matter at this point in time? No, because then you watch the show and you're like, "Oh, who's this mysterious stranger?" Exactly, and that's so it's a like, different it's, element to it, right? Like it's the story is fine regardless of what you know or don't know. Yeah, just like, exactly with Cobb Vanth. You never knew him. Like, people didn't know who he was, and now he is a Star Wars character, full-fledged, T-shirts yeah. and at all. He's- even 
even if you don't recognize the Boba Fett armor, it doesn't matter, right? Like it's no, just because it's a Mandalorian armor. Like there, right? yeah. And it's the story that he tells. It's like it was a Mandalorian's, and now I have it. And that's what I'm confused about. And correct me if you have the answer. He's they start the episodes like I've been, I've been. What's the word he uses? I've been uh, charged to fo- bring this this creature back to his people. Yeah. And then, but like, why is he looking for Mandalorian armor? Is Ooh, that ex- there was an explanation, but now I can't remember. He's not looking for armor. He's looking for more Mandalorians, and because that's not right. Mandalorian wearing the armor, he needs to take it back. But he needs more Mandalorians to help. I can't remember what it was. But like, is that explained in this episode? Or I believe explained- it was at the beginning. Right, like he's not being charged by like someone in the covert to go find. No, more he's Man- trying to find the covert. Right uh, to help him with the child to bring them the child to the right, Jedi. Right. I think I got to rewatch the opening. Yeah, so like, which is fine. Like, I don't need exact answers. I was just like, wait, I don't remember when this happened, or is this something that's happened in between the seasons, and we're going to get an explanation? Which I don't I think was... much time happened between the seasons. To be honest, I think they're pretty like bam, bam. Like it's, right, right, right. It happens pretty soon. Here's a question: When does Cobb Vanth come back? I don't know. I think perhaps episode five or six. Assuming if like he comes back for some like final showdown at the end of the season. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I hope it's not. They don't mirror season one. People are calling for a uh, Cobb Vanth spinoff series, which I would totally watch. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. The bartender and him, I would watch. It could be Cheers, but on Tatooine. All of that. Yeah, go ahead. Now you want to hear people complain? Oliphant as a cowboy. Yeah, well, like, Elephant as a cowboy is a home run. Like, uh, Elephant dead as woman. The, <laughs> the killer in Scream 2 is. <laughs> but, like, he just, everything about, like, his whole costume was cool. Like, even when he takes the armor off, it's just, like, that old Western style yeah, where, like, like, the yeah. sh- up on both sides but then it flaps over like that his hair was cool like i was just like i was like man oliphant you just you can just put you in anything and you're good and i think he understands that that he it's like cool just do take take everything every role seriously and people respect you so i i loved it so i hope he comes back yeah i thought he was excellent i hope he comes back too i'm not in a rush to see him necessarily um because I like the show and I don't care. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm. I, I can't wait for episode two, which is coming up in a few short days. I, I, yeah. I, I, I think they're all going to be around fifty minute, forty five to fifty five an hour long, uh, which is fine. I did have to pee at one point. I didn't, but I was like, oh, I like half hours. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a huge fan of half hours. Twenty one minutes is even a stretch. For, no, I really like the episode. Um, yeah. but it was like it, it did. It did like it started off with like that prologue. Then we got to Tatooine. Then we got yeah. to Tatooine. Then we got to the crate drag. It was like three episodes in one. It just was like boom, boom, yeah. boom. Things, things that were happening. I thought it was spectacular. I can't wait for more. Uh, but we still got, we still have uh, grief, Karga, Carrie yeah. Dune, um, and that's all we really and know I- about the season. I said through to you through text is like I love that 
50% of most of the trailers they put out were from this episode. Yeah, I was, and then obviously they have to show you other episodes to show you Kyle Van Vick character, but I completely agree. Yeah. You want to go to the odds? Let's do it. Never tell me the odds. Never tell me the odds. Brought to you and me and everyone by our Patreons. Wonderful, wonderful people that think we're great and want to support us. If you want to support us, check us out on patreon.com slash rebel scum podcast and help us out or whatever. Just uh, listen to us because we like to know that people care about Star Wars as much as us. And our Patreon supporters are Heidi Fetter, executive producer, Barry Brophy, Dennis Allen, Mary Kristen Aton, Jeff Wilson, Phil Staniforth, Sooner Thrawn, Scott D, Josh Price, Matt W, Rez. Rez. Oh, you got Rez. We double I, Rez. I, I can't remember. <laughs> I don't know either. Good. That's pretty good for internet that we got it right on the same. <laughs> it's been terrible all the whole time, and then Rez brings us together. Rez. Uh, Frank Perkins, Neil Lowry, D. Raven Spencer, Gleek Play One, Automated Joy, Disney Desi, Charlotte, Kayla Davis, Aaron Quinton, Jericho Kane, Girls with Sabres, and the den of nerds guess what what up i forgot to plug in my computer Uh (laughs) uh-oh so we'll see if this works because i can't get it might have to do it on the news all right here we go (laughs) (laughs) uh uh, thank you all of our Patreon supporters. It really means a lot to us. The odds of Cobb Vanth returning this season. I think like 80%. Hmm. Yeah. Like, he's a pretty fleshed out character, and they typically only reserve that for people that come back. Like, and and they go out of the way. If we to compare like, it to episode four, there just yeah. Do you know what the name of that woman is? I don't remember, but I remember who Oliphant's character is. I, I uh, yeah, and, and what I was gonna say is they go out of their way to say, hopefully our path, we meet again. Hopefully our paths cross. Like they go out of their way to say that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I would suspect we're gonna see. I'm gonna go eighty-seven uh, percent. No. Um, will Boba Fett never tell me the odds? Will Boba Fett be in Chapter Ten? Will he be in this Friday's episode of The Mandalorian? Yeah, that's something I got to get used to—the fact that it's chapters that yeah. continues from the last season. I was like, um, I want to say yes, he'll be in this, but like, yeah, why not? Why why not hold off just a bit? Uh, I'm gonna go seventy-five percent. I think it's like I think you put them in and you get to it right away. But who knows? Yeah, I'm of two minds. I'm of the mind where they're going to continue the Boba Fett thing for a few episodes, and then his arc will be done, and we'll move on to something else. Or the yeah. they did last season, where this episode he'll be gone. Like yeah. you won't see or hear from him at all. He'll be in the teaser probably, or maybe if he's not in the teaser, he's not in the episode, hundred percent. But I'm gonna go full Brock. I have to go full Brock. I'm gonna have to cheapen it yeah. and go full Brock because I really like. I, it's either gonna be Bofet heavy, and he's the purpose of these the first few episodes, or they're going to just sprinkle him in throughout the season, and eventually. 
their paths will meet and come to a head. Yeah, yeah. At some point. Uh, and our final odd today, will Baby Yoda use the Force in Chapter 10? He used the Force. The first time we saw Baby Yoda use the Force was in Episode 2 of the first season. This is Episode 2 of the second season. Are they going to mirror what they did? And will he use the Force in Episode Chapter 10? Uh, I'm going to go high, like 95%, because it's like, it'd be perfect to be like, Oh, by the way, maybe Yoda's still here. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm going to go 63%. I don't know. if. I mean, at some point, he's got to do something, like you said. But he also doesn't because we all love him. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter. Let us know what you guys think of the, your odds are for this week's show in the comments down below. <laughs> Hollow news. Did you want to say something? How many things do you think Baby Yoda's going to crawl into this season? <laughs> Anything they can figure out. Every time he crawls into something, you know what they say? That's a toy. <laughs> That's a toy. That's like, a toy. it's so funny because he moves so slow, but when there's trouble, all of a sudden he's in something. <laughs> like, that gag will probably never get old. He's like, oh, he's in a pot over there. Oh, he's hidden behind the rock over there. <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah when he went in the little bug I was like oh this is the Aaron, Aaron was saying was it the, on the Bantha that that oh it was the Bantha when he's riding the Bantha I was like this is gonna be a ride at Disney and it'll be like the E.T. ride at Universal but instead of <laughs> E.T.'s head popping out it'll be Baby Yoda's head popping out and we'll all be like oh my gosh <laughs> greatest thing ever alright news Holla news Holla news my mic is on Hello news, the news you need to know right now. So Felicity Jones has been talking about Star Wars again. Uh, she apparently was being interviewed by the Hollywood Reporter and started talking about the fate of Jin Erso. She says, I'm just I just keep saying that reincarnation is totally possible in the Star Wars universe. So I feel there's unfinished business for Jin for sure. Now you can take that any way you want. Uh, the character's dead, and it's kind of, I don't know, would you say vital that she dies? But, yeah. And then she goes on to say, I think it would be fascinating to see her getting older and wiser and fighting with the dark forces in the universe, of which there are many, it seems. So, Felicity wants to come back. I don't know. I, I don't know how exactly you do that. I, I it sounds too much like cloning, and I, I, I don't know, but that's cool. Like it's, it's. I like hearing the Star Wars actors of the past saying, "Oh, I, I do that again." Uh, in humorous news, if you haven't heard of Ben Shapiro yet, then you probably haven't been paying attention. He's the podcaster, commentator, writer, reporter. I don't know who famously read the lyrics to the new Cardi B song on there. <laughs> so apparently he tweeted recently to, in prior to the uh, American elections that are about are that are happening or about to happen, depending on when you're listening to this. He tweeted out, no matter who wins tomorrow, let's all remember the most important thing. The last Jedi is a terrible movie. That's fine. He has his opinion, but you know, if you're going to be Troll 
trolling on Twitter, you better get ready for re- <laughs> repercussions. Too many wops in it, I guess, <laughs> which is a reference to the Cardi B song he read the lyrics on air for. Um, yeah. Uh, if you're going to go toe-to-toe with the director of The Last Jedi, you better be ready because Ryan Johnson knows how to tweet. So go check that out because I believe a lot of people have just been trolling Ben Shapiro right back on the things he says. And this has been your Hollow News. That's the Hollow News. <laughs> Top five. Sorry, I was uh, plugging in the computer. It is plugged in. Uh, um, anyway, Jyn Erso being reincarnated, a.k.a. I would love to have another paycheck is actually what uh <laughs> absolutely i just didn't want to say it all. <laughs> that's that's really what uh what that is and who could who could really blame her for that i i would not at all i'm all for it if the story makes sense which i mean i guess you could play some like galen galen had her dna somewhere saved and someone just oh I don't you, know. just just do a prequel just just go back and tell us a prequel like a year before and then you know whatever or or somehow her and Cassian survive a massive blast there was there was no death star (laughs) all right because the mandalorian drive we're gonna do a top five favorite moments our top five moments that made us go yay for mandalorian chapter nine season two episode one by the way you said have to get used to calling the episodes my mom sent me a text before she watched she goes is it season two episode one chapter nine i'm like very convoluted title but yes that's the one that you have to to watch (laughs) it's kind of they should just call it what it is right like season two episode one then the show when you watch it can be chapter nine that's great um but anyway whatever that's who cares uh so top five favorite moments from the mandalorian uh my number five brock is when baby we saw it in the trailer when he uses the what's it called the uh flying dutchman dragon huh oh the 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 rocket yeah Yeah, yeah. but when he closes the pram that is my number five because it's a great moment it was great in the trailer it was great in the show and i love it and i loved uh, john leguizamo and it's a great show yeah like I love that they kept that hidden. John Leguizamo. Not that that's a huge reveal, but it's just like, yeah, they still got it. So <laughs> if they're keeping that under wraps, then you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, my number five is going to be similar, kind of in the same scene where they're walking into. Hi. <laughs> I lost you. What was your number five? Okay. Uh, what was the last thing you heard? I didn't hear you say your number five at all. Okay. <laughs> My number five is sort of in the same uh, scene as yours. I love the part where they uh, are walking up to this underground club and you see the graffiti of like the stormtrooper, yes. what looks like stormtroopers, or maybe Darth Vader, and then also what looks like C3PO. And I'm like, yeah, I like that detail. <laughs>
So good. Uh, my number four is the introduction to one Cobb fan. <laughs> I know. loved it. Um, one second. Just writing in my number three. Um, I thought it was a great introduction. That was a Western to a T. It really, it, you know, it had elements of the first season too, but when he just walks in and he goes, and he kind of establishes himself, you're like, oh, this is a guy you don't want to mess with. But then as it goes on, you, the the fact that he knows that the Mandalorian would beat him if they if it came to it really spoke a lot to the character and and, and to the show itself. So I really like Cobb Van's introduction. Yeah, I'm gonna say that it's my number four as well. Like wow. Like great character. Awesome. Fantastico. My number three is the Gamorian guards fighting because i love gamorian guards and i love watching them fight and then when the one guy got shot i was like oh man uh, so i absolutely loved it and and when the one ran away it was just great i just i just love seeing it and i will watch it again and again and again and again and again and again, and again. my number three is going to be the return of amy sadar versus character yes. which i guess i should learn the name. uh it's sort of like yeah i guess if you had to cut something from that episode you could have cut her out because he could have just discovered where to go another way, but like it was just nice. He's like, "Here's that character. She's not gonna go away." And I, I, I assume she will see her every season. <laughs> I guess that means going back to Tatooine. But like, like it's just it's fun, and it's also it kind of gives you. It's a quick way to like set the scene again. Like I like the fact that she remembers things about him, where yes. it's like. She's like yelling at the pitcher. He's like, come on. He doesn't like your kind. <laughs> oh, he does like your kind now. I yeah. see. I, I What I liked about her being in this episode is my number two. My number two is pitroids. <laughs> but, but like what I, what I liked about her in this episode is she is the Mandalorian in our gateway into Tatooine. She is the one that welcomes us there. Um, and that's how it. That's how it goes on this show. She gets us to Tatooine. If you're playing a video game, there's always that person you meet when you get to a certain level. Yeah. Right? And when you go yeah. back, that person's there. That's what she, she is the character of Tatooine that we know that, that the Mandalorian knows and uses because he trusts her also. So I, I, I love that they brought her back. But yeah, my number two is Pitroids because I cannot get enough Pitroids. Bring in more prequel era stuff for me. That's what I've been saying since uh, the prequels. My number two is the possible reveal that Boba Fett is still alive. Uh, probably would have been higher if we had no clue tomorrow Morrison was going to be in this. Though we do not know who he is yet. I think it, it looks a little different. It doesn't look like he has eyebrows for some reason. So I'm curious about Sarlacc that. acid. Yeah, I love it. And he's got a gun and a gaffy stick. So I'm like, oh, is he like... I'm curious, like, what the background of the character, like, why he, is, like, why does he look like that? And, like, I'm really looking forward to that. So I hope that it, we don't have to wait long. But, yeah, number two for that for me. Uh, my number one is Cobb Vanth on a pod race <laughs> biker, scout biker bike thing. I loved it. I don't even care. I have no shame. I just throw prequel crap in and I'm like, that's my favorite. Here's my money. My number one is going to be the crate dragon. We nice. finally get to see it. And this the, the the scene in general is awesome. Like, like I love I love the fact that they're like, if you listen really if you listen carefully, you can hear him breathing. <laughs> it's like, are you sure it's in there? But then like how inevitably 
the Mandalorian has to save the day by getting swallowed. Yeah, everything looked really, really good, and it's like a testament of how far uh, filmmaking has come. Where it's like that would have looked like garbage if they made this in the original Star Wars day. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know, but like that trope of like somebody getting swallowed by a massive monster, then exploding it from the inside or killing it from the inside is so, so like it's been done, but like, mm-hmm. this was like, oh, that looks great. And that it looks believable on how he's like emerging, you know? It's yeah. Like, it like, definitely for something that we've seen a million times, it worked and felt fresh. Yeah. 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 It wasn't like, oh, this again. It made like his 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 like oh god, what's the gun with the the forks at the end? There's a name for it. I, the I Mandalorian remember. gun. Yeah, the one that's like <laughs> um, the holiday special. That makes that so yes. much cooler because he uses its like shocking whatever to get out of the thing after he he hits the thing. Like, ugh. Great, so good. <laughs> Absolutely, it was just just a wonderful episode to a wonderful show. So uh, you know, I I was relieved that it's still good. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, here we go, sophomore slumps, and it still look, it still could, it still could uh, fall into a trap. But I feel like, what you to your point earlier is it, it got its feet wet in the first season. Now it's here to play ball. Now it's here yeah. to kind of tell us the story, and. What's the story? Is the story getting Baby Yoda back to his his? By the way, I'm calling him Baby Yoda. I don't care. But is it the story of yeah. getting Baby Yoda back to his species, to back to the Jedi? Mm-hmm. Is it about finding Mandalorian, or is the ultimate storyline now uh, have something more to do with Boba Fett that we did not suspect yeah. leading into it? Like what? What is he? What is his game plan here? What is his end game? In in this <laughs> series, I don't know what I don't know why Boba Fett's there. Like so, I mean, I have. There's I have speculations about it, but I don't know exactly why he's there, and I'm excited for it. This might get me some hate on the internet, but like Cobb Vanth is the best Boba Fett I've ever seen. I don't think so. I think I think a lot of people the Cobb Vanth people want his own series already. People love Cobb Vanth. I don't think you have to worry about that. He was, but he's like he's like he puts that armor to the best use out of anyone that's worn that armor. Like uh, I wouldn't disagree. I think. <laughs> I don't think I disagree. I would say he. I would say if this episode would have come out in September, there would be more Cobb Vanth Halloween adults as going as Cobb uh, Vanth for Halloween than Mandalorian is what I would say. It wouldn't have mattered. They wouldn't have had it out till next March, anyways. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I, I, but I, I do think going forward, I think you'll see a lot like cosplayers uh, at celebrations and fan expos. I think you'll oh, see a yeah. lot of Cobb Vance. And you don't have to wear the helmet. You can just hold it beside you if you get hot. You're like, I'll just take this off and it's right here. Mm-hmm. I think uh, so. That's a, that's so much fun. Anyway, we should wrap this up. What an episode, James. It's nice to have some real Star Wars content to talk about. I know. It's been so long. By the way, for anyone wondering, I haven't. I had this bad facial hair for Halloween. I just have been too lazy to shave it, and Aaron cannot stand it. <laughs> I have a pipe too. I don't know if I showed you, but I, I bought a pipe for yeah, my, you did. For my uh, thing. Anyway, um, yeah, it's great to talk Star Wars. We're going to do, we're going to do the next one soon, hopefully. Yeah. Um, because we just want to get to the Mandalorian as soon as we can get to the Mandalorian. But anyway, is there anything else you want to say? Um. No. I mean, 
we're recording this ahead of time, so the election is happening right now. So good luck, America. I hope you have record voting. Whatever turns out, I hope the Americans are taking their votes seriously by at least voting. So yeah. good luck to you. It's too early. It's too early right now when we're recording this, but this is up obviously the day yeah. after. So God bless America. Um, yeah. We do love you guys down there. So, but stay safe and wear a mask. And yeah. Just don't cough on each yeah, other. Yeah, I need to go to Target again. Stop being selfish. I'm <laughs> running low on Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I'm starting to get nervous now. I'm like, America and James runs on Dunkin'. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just love my Dunkin' Donuts, and I'm not ashamed to admit it. And uh, I am. I was. I was eating, drinking some today, and I was like, "Oh man, I only have like six bags left." I was like, <laughs> It's problematic. Um, so, yeah, if we can get the border open so we can go to Target and then you can grab me some Dunkin' Donuts, yeah. that would be... Uh, the, like, I use, like, the, the, the beans, like Dunkin' Donut beans. I don't... I would yeah, also yeah. go to a Dunkin' Donuts, but I get I take it home and I have it here. So, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Absolutely. Anyway, that'll wrap up this episode. 188, 188 episodes of the Rebel Scum Podcast. I'm... Which one am I? Bro, I'm James... He's Brock. <laughs> he knows that because he was always scum. Rebel scum. You know, that line was from The Last Jedi, which we can all agree was a terrible movie. <laughs> I had to Google WAP. <laughs> WAP. WAP. Cool, cool, cool. Hey, scumbags. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up on our video. As always, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rebel Scum Podcast, for all the latest videos.